Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. This is episode 23. Hi, I'm Jake Miller, host of the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Hello, Burned In Teachers. This is Amber Harper, your host of the Burned In Teacher Podcast, one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm so excited to bring you today's episode as I am every week because I get to sit down and talk with my good friend, Allison Schlodfeldt. Allison is a classroom teacher gone tech coach. She taught English and English as a new language. And now Allison has moved back to her hometown of South Bend, Indiana to be a digital integration specialist. Allison is happy to be back in her hometown supporting teachers and students in technology integration. Now, you probably get tired of me saying this every single episode, but there are so many amazing things that Allison has to share with us about her journey in education. And of course, sticking with the theme in February of Administration is Burning Me Out, This episode is definitely going to focus on the struggles that she had with her administration after the first two years at her first corporation, and actually how she didn't even realize that she was going through burnout in the first place. She will tell you in this interview that she didn't really even know that what she was feeling was attributing to her feelings of burnout until she took part in my project for Google Innovator, Burned In Teacher, and she was part of my beta group, the first sort of test subgroup uh, that went through what it was that Burned In Teacher has become now. I can't wait for you to hear her story and her advice on how to get out of that burnout. But before we jump into the interview, I want to let you know that this episode was brought to you by the Teacher Burnout Quiz. Find out what type of teacher burnout you're struggling with so you can take the appropriate steps necessary to begin to beat it. This quick six-question quiz will help you not only identify what burnout type you are, but I send you results that include action steps you can begin taking today to begin beating the burnout. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz and begin to take control over your burnout today. Now let's get to that interview. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm Amber Harper and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Allison, thank you so much for joining us on the Burned In Teacher Podcast as a friend and former colleague, although from another building. I'm really, really excited to hear your story and for you to share your journey with teachers. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So as always, I love to start out with just hearing about your teaching journey, you know, where you started, maybe even start, you know, with when did you decide you wanted to be a teacher? And then when did you decide that you wanted to make some changes? So just kind of take us through that whole, you know, maybe a fast forward of, you know, what it was that is your teaching path. So I... I've known I wanted to be a teacher my entire life. Like ever since people 
started asking what you want to be when you grow up? I have always answered um, a teacher. So going through high school, going through college, um, into college, I was like, okay, it's definitely the older kids. I don't have the patience for those littles. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just always knew. And then I got a teaching job right out of college and um, where I met you. (laughs) And um, I loved every second. As a first year teacher, I decided to go back to school and get my ESL, ENL, TESOL, whatever you want to call it. Um, because there was a need for it in that district. Um, I just saw a need of students who needed more support. Mm -hmm. So I went back and got that and started teaching ESL at the high school level as well. Um, I didn't know, I didn't even think burnout was possible for me. Like that was literally my destiny was to be a teacher. That's all I ever knew. I had no other option in mind. Um, and then your like beta team kind of came along or I don't really know what you're going to call it. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And I, so our superintendent, because she taught at the high school and I taught at an elementary when I was accepted into Google innovator with burned in teachers, my project, they kind of helped us, you know, guided us along creating a beta and our superintendent was awesome and let me send out, you know, a school wide email, district wide email, inviting people to take part in this quote unquote burned in teacher beta group. And Allison, that's sort of where you and I got connected. So, uh, so even, but I have to say, even then it, I didn't know you very well or even really knew you at all. Mm -hmm. Um, you didn't strike me as someone that was burned out either. So, so tell us a little bit about that. So I didn't, I don't really think I knew that I was burnt out. I loved when my door was closed. Um, I think that's my best way that I can put it. My door was closed. I could teach what I, my content, what I fell in love with my passion. I hung out with kids. Um, I loved it, but then like that door has to open and all those other things get piled on. Um, there's sometimes more criticism than there is appreciation for what we do in our classrooms. And I think like going through your beta testing, it was like, oh, wait, this is really happening to me. I don't know if I just denied it because like this is all I wanted in life was to be a teacher mm-hmm. um, or what. But it kind of like pointed out like maybe maybe you need to change or maybe like what is this change that you need to do? Is it something internal that you need to figure out? Is it something external? Um Thankfully, I had one of my best, best friends as a teacher uh, go through it with me, Brittany Mazzola. Um, and she just, she's my tribe. Like, she was just my other half at East Noble. So, she's um, been on the I, podcast before. She was one of my first guests. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she had an awesome one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was really nice to have her next to me and be able to like go through those struggles and always have someone to talk to. Um, but I think that's just. It was time for something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know what it was. And I didn't know until this is my new opportunity kind of just landed in my lap. And I was like, all right, I guess we'll leap. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a little bit about your current teaching situation because you did decide to take a leap. But because February is the month of administration is burning me out. So can you tell us a little bit about, you mentioned that you felt like you had your door closed a lot, um, but eventually it opened. You know, that's a really good analogy because a lot of teachers use that, you know, they just want to close their door and do what's best for kids. Can you tell us a little bit about what that situation was like um, and what it was that, what do you mean by, you know, when you, you, that door finally had to open? Can you kind of give us some insight? Because there are a lot of teachers that are struggling with that. I mean, that's the number one reason that 
that teachers join the Burned In Teacher Facebook group is that feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of the things piling up. And and sometimes it does have to do with administration. So, you know, kind of give us some insight on, you know, what, what your reality was like at that point. If you're burned out, I'll bet you catch yourself saying things like, no one can possibly understand where I'm coming from. Or, what's wrong with me? This is what I went to school for. Why am I so miserable? And even things like, if I tell anyone how I'm feeling, they'll think I'm being negative. I am so burned out. Maybe I'm just a negative person. But saying these things doesn't solve the real issues you're struggling with. You have to do something. Teachers from all over the world have joined the Burned In Teacher Facebook group for reasons such as, there's too much to do and no time to do it, or my administration doesn't offer any guidance or support for me, or my class is out of control, plus many, many more reasons. These are all issues that we tackle in the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program. Starting April 8th, the doors are open again for another Burned In Teacher Tribe of teachers who want to join this group and start taking control over their burnout. Throughout this eight-week program of support, you won't just get access to me, but also access to Burned In Teacher mentors who have finished the program, as well as the current members who are in your tribe. We will have weekly group calls, access to our Burned In Teacher Tribe members-only Facebook group, and of course, a Burned In journal to help you to document your reflections and actions throughout the program. For more information or to read and watch testimonials from past Burned In Teacher Tribe members, go to burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching. That's burnedinteacher.com slash B-I-T coaching to get all of the information that you need to decide whether or not the Burned In Teacher Small Group Program is right for you. Doors are open now for you to register for the April Tribe. Let me take you from burned out to burned in. Yeah, so I began my teaching career with a um, administration that had my back fully, fully trusted me, fully believed in me. I could walk in and say, here's what, here's my innovative off the wall idea. Like, can I do this? They supported me a hundred percent. Um, I was, I was good. Everything was fine. Um, the more innovative I got and the administration changes, um, things started to become different. Um, I was more criticized for my innovative ideas than I was like appreciated for them. Um, and I mean, I'm an English teacher, so testing is always in the back of our head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I step ECA, whatever the new trend is. Um, and on top of that, I took on ESL. So there was WIDA testing and growth in that. And while I saw growth, um, it was not always the amount of growth that the administration wanted to see. Um, so I started getting burned out on like not being good enough, um, and always being criticized versus appreciated. I think that's my biggest way to explain it. Mm -hmm. So when my door was closed, I was good. I could teach, I could see my growth. I could spotlight my students. I could do what was best for them. When it opened, there was all these other people trying to tell me to do things differently or, um, tell me how to do what I thought I already knew how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought was working, they didn't think it was working. So they wanted to tell me how to do it. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes absolute <laughs> sense. So 
so help me understand then I'm in my small group program, we've, I've had teachers in the program who have struggled with their administrators mm-hmm. and I always encourage them to, and it's funny cause you use kind of the same analogy, but I always encourage them to kind of open that door of communication, making sure that they fully understand because sometimes we get really emotional and take personally, um, those those times where they're giving us advice and they think they're just offering advice when it really does come across as criticism. Um, and that's because our hearts are so big for what it is that we do. So was there a time where you actually sat across the table from them, asked questions, really sought to understand your their expectations of you and of course your expectations for what it was to teach in an innovative way? Because I taught in that corporation. I know that they did encourage us to be innovative. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes there were some mixed messages. So did you have any of those conversations at all? Um, I, I think so. It was, I believe they were very one-sided, um, about how I, what I was expected to do rather than, um, how my side was never, I feel fully heard. Um, I could show data, I could show lesson plans, et cetera, but I don't know if I was receiving what I needed to receive in terms of like, I understand what you're doing, but here's a better way to do it. Or have you tried this way? Or um, maybe we do it this way. Or I don't know. You know what I like? I don't feel like I was fully getting back what I needed to get back per se. So how long do you feel like this went on for you? Um, at least a year. Um, I could probably push it to like a year and a half, but I think I definitely a year. I really struggled this past year. And um, I mean, I wasn't looking for a new position. I was ready to go back. I was ready to hang out with these juniors who are now seniors who I've spent four years with. Um, I really love teaching English 11. I taught that in my last year, and I'm pretty sure it was my saving grace. Um, I'm pretty sure my ENL kids were my breath of fresh air. Um, I was ready to do all that again and an opportunity came in my hands and I, yeah. So, (laughs) so tell us a little bit about that because this opportunity wasn't just a random opportunity for you to grow and to seek that change that you feel like you needed. It also happened to be in your hometown. So yeah, you actually lived about an hour and a half away from your hometown to, to work where we work together. Is that correct? Yes. So after college, um, I moved to Fort Wayne. Um, My hometown is South Bend. So I was about an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. Um, So over last summer, I well, actually the very end of last summer, I received a, I I don't know, I just kind of saw it on um, the the IDOE website, actually, for a district or digital integration specialist. So basically a tech coach um, for a, a school district that growing up, I would have never thought in a hundred years would ever have go one-to-one. Never. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, it's just not possible. No way. As a kid, like never thought that, um, but they were going one-to-one and I was like, holy cow, I need to get on board with this. So I reached out via Twitter to mm-hmm. their um, director, director of technology And I was like, hey, are you hiring outside of your district? Because, you know, how school works, you you usually hire from within on things like that. Right. Um, And I he said, yeah, like it's up to principals. Like, we'll 
will hire anybody. And so I applied, interviewed, and I am now a digital integration specialist. That's awesome. And we were chatting a little bit before the interview started, and it sounds like it's going so well. Yep. So, so tell me a little bit about, did you ever expect to be in a role like this? Or did you always see yourself in the classroom as, you know, in the role of a teacher? Um, I always saw myself in the classroom. I love the fact that I was one-to-one. Um, my whole teaching career as a student teacher, as a teacher, um, et cetera. So when it came available to be like a tech coach, I didn't really know if like, it's what I wanted, but I didn't want to leave my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're, they're my kids. Um, so I just, after pros and cons, I decided, uh, being close to family was a big positive and I could make, I felt I could start making an impact. Um, maybe on a wider scale mm-hmm. because at the time I was making an impact to a hundred students. Now I can make an impact to 80 some teachers who all have a hundred and some students. That's incredible. Um, it was just a breath. Like it was something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping that that would be help my burnout. Um, so that I, I didn't want to leave education fully. I was hoping my burnout was not like a leave education altogether. So I'm glad I was able to find like a new refreshing home and get back burned in instead of burned out. Yeah, girl. I love it. So so tell me a little bit about what that process looked like when you decided that you needed to seek change. This opportunity came and you, like you said, you had to weigh the pros and cons. So and that's another thing that we go through, um, you know, in not just in the small group program, but just in the Facebook group, you know, we talk about pros and cons when people are really struggling with something, you know? So how did you kind of figure all of that out to decide if this was really the best move for you? Um, I literally sat down and made like a physical pen paper pro con list. Um, I realized that a lot of my cons were people, um, like kids and my, my colleagues and my tribe and, um, my friends in Fort Wayne and things like that, things that don't, that don't have to leave me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still see my, my tribe from Fort Wayne. I still go to sporting events and my pros were all like substantial. This is better for you. Like this was the, you're making an impact. You're sticking with technology. You're going to have more time to improve yourself. Um, you're going to be closer to family. Like it, it was just, big ideas versus things that weren't that were like they could come with me type Mm -hmm. of thing yeah I love that perspective yeah so you made the leap you made the move literally (laughs) so tell me about your role as a digital integration specialist how you know how that differs from your from your job as a teacher full-time in the classroom so we went one-to-one with Chromebooks so I first had to roll out uh, over 10,000 Chromebooks to students. Um, so that was, that was impressive. That was really cool to see students who may never hold a iPad or a Chromebook in their life, um, get these Chromebooks and now being able to see what they can do with them in a matter of a few months has been phenomenal. Um, so now I work with teachers along the lines of like implementing technology or integrating technology in the classroom. It is year one. So it's a lot of putting out fires and teaching the basics, um, of like, you know, Google classroom or unified classroom, um, things like that. But 
we're getting into like SAMR and tasks before apps and um, just those more tech integration things rather than that digital toolbox that you have to. Yeah, I love that. It gives me goosebumps. I love that stuff. That's what I'm doing right now with the school that I'm working at is really helping them to be self-reflective using you know, simple tools like SAMR um, to really think about how they're using those tools. That's so exciting. So yeah. who do you find yourself surrounded by? Who inspires you on a day-to-day basis um, in, your new, in your new role? So in my building, I have, we're at magnet school. Um, so we are, mag, our magnet is engineering and technology. Um, so they're, they're my inner tribe. Um, I got Seth Ponder, um, Kristen Hubble, um, and my boss, Matt Maudlin, they're just, they welcomed me with open arms and I could not like be more grateful for them. The people they've introduced me to at a district level, um, fellow DISs, uh, like Bree and Tara who are at Adams doing the same thing as me. They, I mean, we collaborate, we do the same tech Tuesdays. Um, it's just awesome that we're all on this long-term vision journey together and it's perfect. It feels like a brand new world, doesn't it? When you're surrounded by people that, and honestly, and Marcus Painter says that. So shout out to Marcus Painter. I spent Friday with him. Oh, I know. I was so jealous. I uh, was at the Spark Conference in Montezuma, Indiana that day, but I was, I really would have, had loved to have been there. But um, Marcus says, you know, and I know this isn't his quote, but I just, he says it over and over again. It makes so much sense to me. Uh, He says, if you're the smartest person in the room, get a new room. And I have told, you know, people like Chris Young and Diana Gill, Michelle Eaton, I've told them all, I'm like, you guys are my room because... (laughs) Yeah. You know, hearing the things that they do and uh, and he, seeing the things that they do, you know, on social media, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is that is what I want. You know, I want to experience those things. I want to help teachers to experience those things. And, you know, when you find your people, you just know, you know, you right. just know that you're right where you belong. And, you know, and even those times when you feel that discomfort, mm-hmm. that's when you know you're where you should be too, because that's where you're really growing. And that can be sometimes really hard for people. But if you're really seeking that growth, that's a good feeling. Yeah. And don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Brittany and Brandy are, they're my do or dives down there. Like they go through some of my major struggles, but my new tribes, my tech tribe, like they just, they can be geeky with me. Yeah. Gretchen Bridgers and I, we kind of talked about this a little bit about, you know, burned in teachers having heroes in their lives. And, um, you know, sometimes you have that one person that you come to for everything. But for me, I have different heroes in different pieces of my life, you know, and for that support that you really needed, you know, on like a human friend level, you know, those are your people, but then you have the, your friends, um, and your tribe for that technology integration that share that passion with you. Those can be your people too. It doesn't have to be an either, or, you know, you can kind of, you just, you reach and you know you reach out and touch somebody where you need them, you know, when you need them the most. And that's it's so nice to have those different people that can serve those different needs that we have as human beings, as women, you know, as friends, um, and of course as educators, because we definitely have a lot of different areas in our lives where we need that support <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So what is the biggest challenge that you've had making that leap? Because it can't be all sunshine and rainbows, can it? Or can it? (laughs) Um, I think my biggest challenge is, and uh, like, not everybody is as excited as 
at being at one-to-one as they are, like as I am. I'm like, oh my gosh, do you guys know what this means for kids? And do you know what this means for you? And like, look at all these cool things that you can do. And I have to like pause and be like, okay, back up, like meet them where they are, just like you would a kid or a student in your class and like work your way up. Like you cannot throw 20 things at them and expect them to do well with it, just like in a classroom. Um, I think that's what my biggest challenge is I get, but it was in the classroom too. I get too excited and I just want everybody to be as excited as I am. Yeah. Sometimes not. (laughs) (laughs) I can totally relate. There are many times where I have to take my passion level down a few notches because I just get really overexcited. In fact, it happened today. I was helping a a teacher at at the school that I'm working at and I was, you just get that vibe that you're like, you need to back off a little bit with all this tech passion of yours because you're you're freaking her out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Allison, let's let's say that you have a teacher that that walks up to you or that contacts you. They hear this podcast and they hear your story and they reach out to you and say, Allison, I'm at a crossroads too. I really didn't know that I was burned out, but I'm really seeing some signs of like just feeling fatigued by the constant struggle or the constant feeling of being criticized. What do I do? What What would your suggestion be? Um, suggestion one is like find your tribe, love them hard. Like some of my best advice, some of my greatest things was it came from Brittany. I mean, she, she had my back. Number two is I'm going to take your advice and like exactly what you said. Did you sit down with them and talk to them about like, Hey, I feel super criticized versus appreciated at this point. Um, and take the leap if there's a leap that you can take. Um, I, it's worth it. Like it, it may not, I mean, it may not always be, but it was for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to say go for the leap. Right. Um, you know, wouldn't you rather say that you tried to do something to, to keep you in this job that you've always wanted to do, you know, rather than feel like you just kept trying the same thing with, without having a different result, you know, which is the definition of crazy, you know, and is there, is there a feeling of, you know, gratitude for having the ability to make this choice? Yeah. Yeah. And I never, I don't think I would have known if I wouldn't have like gone through that beta testing. And I don't think I ever would have, like, I think I just would have let myself continually get burnt out and like continually denied it. And I mean, going through that and realizing like, this, these are signs, these are symptoms, like whatever you want to say. Um, I think it was so beneficial and so eye opening that I, I don't know, I just had to like come to terms with it. And I think this new opportunity and being close to home when I took the leap, uh, really helped, like really helped me think it was okay to do it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think your people are your, I mean, they're your reason. So. so, so true. Allison, it is time for the burned in teacher, this or that lightning round. So if you're familiar with the podcast, you know, I just ask a couple of questions because our conversations do get so heavy in the seriousness of burnout. That is just something a little fun to help us get to know you better. Perfect. I'm All right. right. <laughs> boat or plane? Oh, boat. Yeah. Have you been on a boat bigger than one, you know, that would be on a lake here in Northern Indiana? No, no, <laughs> but I like the lake. So I know you do. I do know that about you. All right. Painting or drawing? Um, painting, but it'd be like finger painting because I have no clue how to paint. <laughs> <laughs> kind of maybe like a finger painting wine or can- wine and canvas. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's my like, kind of finger painting. Yeah. Reading or writing? 
reading. This is a hard one for an English teacher to answer maybe. It is, but I'm on like a book a month for the 2019. Mm-hmm. So reading's my jam right now. So what re- what book are you reading? Oh, currently I'm reading Mayor Pete's book, Shortest Way Home. Oh, nice. I've heard good things about that book. Yeah, so awesome. far. We'll put that in the show notes. Perfect. And finally, singing or dancing? Dancing. I knew that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. Allison, how can people find you? You're such an inspiration, not just in your story of burnout, but with your use of educational technology and your clear passion for using it in a way that creates more engaged educators and more engaged students. So how can people reach out and and find you? Maybe you, they can become part of your tribe as well. Yeah, um, I am on Twitter at D-I-S underscore Miss Shlo. Mm-hmm. So M-I-S-S-S-C-H-L-O. Yes. And I will put that in the show notes as well for all of you that want to reach out um, and hang out with Miss Allison Schladfeld. She is such an inspiration. And thank you so much for taking time out to tell us your story. It was a really inspiring and fun one. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Can you not just tell from our conversation what a fun, interesting, and just good person Allison is? And I'm so grateful that she took time to tell us her story And to really get vulnerable about how she didn't even know that she was dealing with burnout until she was really exposed to the signs and the feelings, the thoughts and the actions of someone who is going through burnout. So good for her for taking the steps necessary to really assess it, to kind of get into the middle of it and decide how it was that she was going to get out of it. So a couple of takeaways to take with you today into your week is number one, pay attention to how things are going. Kind of take stock in in what it is that you're feeling as you wake up in the morning. You know, if if you are journaling, you know, kind of going back through your days or your weeks and seeing if there are any trends that you need to really address. Next, making sure that you're bringing up those feelings, those actions, those thoughts um, up with your tribe. Having a tribe in the first place is really important. Those people who lift you up, not tear you down. Those people who offer you support, they don't just allow you to vent and then walk away. Those are the people that are really going to help you to, to tackle that burnout if you feel like you are going to that place. Second of all, have a conversation. Don't be afraid to sit down in a respectful manner and address these issues that you feel you are having with your administrator or those people that you work with every day. And making sure that you aren't just (laughs) assuming that things are just going to take care of themselves or if you sweep it under the rug, it's not really the reality. The truth is I want you to think about these things that are going on either with your administration or your coworkers or your kids as a sickness. The longer you ignore it, the worse it's going to get. And that's just fact. So the quicker that you address it, Bring those issues to light to the people that can help you to solve them, the less painful the entire situation is going to be in the end. And finally, just as Allison modeled, if you have a chance to take a leap that after you weigh the pros and cons just makes sense, take the leap. Take a leap of faith and do what you feel is best for you and your career. I love that she mentioned that she sat down and put pen to paper and listed all of the pros and cons. And I love that she said this, that she said that all of her cons were people, people that she didn't have to lose touch with. Yes, she would be further away from them, but that didn't mean that they had to be out of her life. I think Allison's story is such a realistic representation of what someone that is struggling with burnout can do to really take control, 
get out of that burnout and move on with your life. I mean, she is so extremely happy where she is now. She wasn't guaranteed that happiness, but it's all because she decided. And that's what I hope for you to decide to get out of that burnout. That's it for this week's episode of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Until next week, take a deep breath. You are your own hero. And you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you want to be updated on the latest Burned In Teacher Podcast episodes, don't forget to subscribe to the Burned In Teacher Podcast on Google Play or iTunes. Also, please consider leaving a review and leave a rating so that other teachers who are feeling the burnout can find this podcast to help them feel supported as they continue their journey out of burnout. Thanks so much.